I've got the sack of potatoes that flew across the world. I've got French appeal. Welcome to Date Fight. It's a podcast where we take things that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Yes, we do. Joining us as we troll through the pond of history to find the spawn <laughs> of entertainment. Writer and podcaster Julia Rayside. Hello, Julia. How are you? I'm I'm not bad. My husband made some lovely soup for lunch, but it was mm. too salty. Oh dear. I know. I know. There's a sad ending to that story. Did you slide some creme fraiche in to make it okay? I didn't think of that. I just I just gritted my teeth and ate it, saying it's lovely. But then, but then right at the end, but it was a bit too salty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I made some really nice flatbread to go with the soup that was excellent and completely flawless. Well, there you go. So, you know, just get the flatbread to soup ratio <laughs> appropriate, which is a smear of soup. You know, it's just a vehicle for bread. Soup is sort of acceptable as a food alternative. It was yeah. too salty. Okay. Ruined Let's my lunch. On. I'm sorry. <laughs> You know who else was salty? The French during the Second World War. So I'm going to take us to the 18th of June, uh, 1940, when Charles de Gaulle sat in Broadcasting House and gave his appeal to the people of France. So the day before... Um, Charles de Gaulle had fled France because France had fallen to the Nazis or Marshal Pétain had taken over and had said, I will probably be friends with the Nazis rather than fighting them anymore. Thank you. Um, and the Germans had arrested many French politicians who were fleeing their way to North Africa to try and uh, continue the resistance. So um, Charles de Gaulle had at that point just been a junior minister in the defence uh, ministry. Uh, but he was essentially the only person who got away. And he got to London and he decided to make a broadcast from Broadcasting House um, saying to the people of France that they could come to um, British territory and they would um, should resist the Germans from there. Um, not many people heard it because it was broadcast on the BBC and French people don't listen to the BBC. Um, there were about 10,000... J'aime pas la BBC. Non, je n'aime pas. Ça j'aime pas. There were about 10,000... J'aime pas le Homes Under the Hammer. <laughs> ça, j'aime pas du tout. Yeah. Pas du tout ça. J'aime pas le Un Show. Ouais. J'aime pas le Un Show. Um, so, they, <laughs> of the 10,000 living in French people living in Britain, 300 joined the resistance, but this was uh, seen as the beginning of the idea of the resistance. Um, in it, he said... Well, he was meant to have said... Uh, la France a perdu une bataille, mais la France n'a pas perdu la guerre. Um, but he didn't actually say that. He just wrote it on a poster. But that's what people remember him having said. There was another famous speech on that same day. Winston... Sorry, can I just stop you yes. for a second? I, I only did German at school. I don't know what that means. That was the French have lost a battle, but the French have not lost the war. They had lost Thank the you. war. The French are rubbish at wars. Um, <laughs> the French uh, On the same day, Winston Churchill gave a speech, um, the, which we call the Their Finest Hour speech, which is the not very famous of the speeches he gave during the Battle of France. Uh, but it's the one in which he talked about broad sunlit uplands. So I blame that speech for the mess we're in now. Um... And Did he also it, talk about wanting to stop feeble-minded people from breeding by sterilising them? He didn't that was one that. of his popular This was policies. more of a sort of... <laughs> he wanted to, a sort of exciting tone for this one. He sort of left out the gassing <laughs> Iraqis. Enough. And yeah. They shan't do it on the beaches. They shan't do it the birds <laughs> and gas them thoroughly. Um, so I think this, the speech by Charles de Gaulle on the BBC, led to the existence of the French resistance and, of course... Hello, hello, and the career of Guy Siner. So that's why <laughs> the 18th of June, 1940, that was the most important thing to have happened on the 18th of June. 
Yeah, when you talk about Churchill like that, mate, makes me feel like you don't love your country. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take you to the 18th of June, 1928. Mm. And in on an obscure field in South Wales, Amelia Earhart makes history. Touching down after 20 hours of flying and becoming the first woman to cross the Atlantic. Uh, now, this was not her solo flight. This was her first flight uh, where mm -hmm. she first became uh, a woman to cross the Atlantic. Uh, she'd had a call from Captain Hilton H. Rayleigh, who asked her, would you like to fly the Atlantic? Uh, she wasn't trained. They were flying by instruments and she hadn't had the training, which is why she couldn't do it. Uh, she said, I was just baggage like a sack of potatoes. Ooh. And afterwards she said, maybe someday I'll try it alone. Which she did. Mm. Four years later, of course. Um... And for that, she got a flying cross. Uh, she became a visiting faculty member at Purdue University as an advisor to aeronautical engineering. Uh, she was a member of the National Women's Party and supported the Equal Rights Amendment. Mm. What a life! And uh, it was uh, nine years later that she tried to circumnavigate the globe and disappeared over the Central Pacific Ocean near Howland Island. But today's the day where she first came to fame. Mm. So there. Well, as we disappear into contemplation, as we circumnavigate... And she didn't go anywhere near France. <laughs> Went to Purdue University, didn't she? It's a good German name, that, Earhart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to take us to the birthdays of the birthdays. Happy birthday to Eleanor of Woodstock. She was a daughter of Edward II. She married Reginald of Gelders, became Duchess of Gelders, but he tried to get rid of her, by have the marriage annulled by saying that she had leprosy. Um... To, uh, had her sent away. She then had to prove that she didn't have leprosy, which she did by coming back to court and had to strip in front of everyone to prove that she didn't have leprosy, which forced her husband to take her back and make her Queen Regent of Gelders. Happy birthday to Helen Napoleon Bonaparte, the unrecognised daughter of Napoleon Bonaparte. Um, she was the daughter of Albine de Montalon, who was meant to be um, Bonaparte's uh, mistress whilst he was in exile. Um, she added... So he, Firstly, she looked a lot like Napoleon, but also she was given the name Ellen Napoleon Bonaparte, which means you know, many people thought she was <laughs> the, um, the daughter. Happy birthday to, to Paul Eddington, um, who had a great career in good life and um, yes, minister, um, and said he would like to be remembered for having done very little harm. Well, he did very little harm. Happy birthday, Paul Eddington. Happy birthday to Roald Amundsen, who we've talked about a few times before, the Norwegian explorer who was the first person to make it to the South Pole and was the first person to reach the North Pole by dirigible. Um, he may have left Inuit descendants. There are people who claim to be descendants from him um, who and the Inuits he met whilst traversing the Northwest Passage. Happy birthday to Ethel Barrymore, the Queen of American Theatre for six decades. Uh, she led the equity strike in 1919. Um, and she led it because her parents had both been actors and had needed medical care at the end of their lives and hadn't had access to any. Happy birthday, too, to Adam Gibb, the Scottish religious leader who uh, wrote a covenant, covenant to God in blood from his own veins. Uh, he was head of the anti-burger faction, which meant he was no fun at barbecues. That's the birthdays and the death days. <laughs> but did contribute to the soundtrack of Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Julia. Yeah, Julia. Yes, mm. I'm still here. This is your moment to <laughs> come to life. See, where, you know, you know when I'm you get to, to the end of the birthdays and death days bit, mm. and then you go quiet. Yes. Is it because you're waiting for me to then launch into my judgment, or because I'm always no. expecting you to ask me, and then you I, I don't? Think, I think it's because we feel quite I, chastened at the amount of uninterrupted babble we've made. 
Oh, because I interrupted you a bit this time. I thought you'd that like better. that. Yes, we do. I like good. that. That's no, good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know my place. (laughs) 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 I'm just experimenting with awkward silences. They're fun, aren't they? Let's see how long we can Uh, leave it. Great. Great. Um, Yeah. I may have lost the, the date fight, but you lost that. That's good. That's I'll good. come to the decision live as I'm thinking oh. it, if you like. Would that be more exciting? Yes. Because that's what's going to happen. Okay. Um, so, I mean, in a straight fight between, um, you know, a wonderful feminist icon and mm. pioneer of flight uh, versus, you know, Charles de Gaulle, who met, did yeah. he directly cause the French resistance to start? I don't know if no, he did. No, no. I'd probably go for Amelia Earhart, mm-hmm. but. If I just break down then the sub plus and minus points, um, Jake, you made Nat's entry more amusing by doing the French BBC bit in the middle of it. That that made me more warm to Nat's and because so you're kind, you keep shooting well, yourself in the is, foot. You've this got is to a stop massive doing disincentive this. to you know and me then attempting you, to. Uh, sorry turgid entry yeah you should you should just play that side down and then and then you did call amelia Earhart after talking about her feminist credentials a flying sack of potatoes so i'm just she self-described she (laughs) self-described are you saying she she self-identified as a flying sack of potatoes i'm saying there's no problem with people self-identifying as a sack of potatoes (laughs) let's take this on to twitter for a discussion (laughs) <laughs> Look until really Let's never do that. <laughs> <laughs> until uh, basically until LOLO came up, I was like undecided. <laughs> but if we're talking statues, <laughs> there's only I want Rene Artois uh, with, with ra- wrapped around a waitress. So um, yeah, I've, and that that wins again. <laughs> sorry. Oh, okay, I get the picture. Thank Listen, you. To the rest Gordon of this week, Kay. it's going to be Thank all you to Michelle. 80s Thank sitcom you. reference. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I promise you. 19th of June tomorrow, that's the day that Howard's Way first hit the airwaves. <laughs> Finally, you're understanding. I'm Damn a corrupt you all. judge. Check out, <laughs> check out Julian's podcast. Yes, do. <clears throat> Oh. While I clear my throat. Don't cough uh, check out Julia's <laughs> podcasts. Always there and box of delights. And we'll see you tomorrow see for another fight. Bye. Bye. Bye.